This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, Don't Look Back. There's some things God is trying to keep you out of, but you keep lingering. The memory of the momentary thrill will keep you driving back to momentary pleasure that ends with devastating consequences. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. I want you to open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. Let me tell you very quickly, right off the bat, this is a narrative message. It's a story. It's a Bible story that I want to walk through from Genesis 19. When I say it's narrative, when I, when I tell you that, it means I don't have points. So don't be waiting on point one to come up on the screen, or point two, or point three. There are no points. There are several points. It's about 20 points. But when I tell this narrative story, what I want you to do is write down what the Holy Spirit says to you. Because it's loaded with, this story in Genesis 19 is loaded with uh, principles and things. Now, again, I don't say what I'm about to say very often, but what I do want to say is that Occasionally, God speaks to me so clearly on something he wants me to say that I, I feel compelled that I have to say it. And this is one of those messages that God spoke clearly to me to communicate to somebody. Might be one person made the, all the other 9,000 people have to listen to this message for you. But whoever it speaks to, I want you to apply it to your life. I want to talk about this story from... Genesis 18 and 19. The story actually goes through chapters 18 and 19. And by the way, I'm not going to give you my subject till the end. And y'all can do that, right? Thank all five of y'all for agreeing to that. Abraham is the father of the faith. He's, he's the one that God spoke to him and said to him, I'm going to make you the father of a great nation. And he didn't have any kids, but God supernaturally at the age of 99 gives him and Sarah a son. 99. Amen. There's hope. There's still some action going on at 99. Uh, maybe y'all don't care, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Go ahead, act like y'all ain't interested, but I'm very much so still interested. But God sends him away from where he was to a land that he didn't even know where he was going. God said, just leave where you are and I'll tell you where to go. When he travels, he takes with him his nephew Lot and his family, Lot and his family. And they end up for a season in a place called Sodom. And while they're in Sodom, God sends a couple of angels to Lot and says to him, God is going to wipe out that city. because of the wickedness of the city. Matter of fact, in chapter 18, verse 20 of 
chapter 18 of Genesis, it says that their sins were very grave. Sin was really bad. It was really bad. And Abraham makes an appeal to God. He says, if I can find 50 righteous people, will you spare the city? Abraham basically says, I can't believe you're going to kill the, the wicked and the righteous. And God says, he says to God, if, you, if I find 50 people, will you spare the city? God says, yes, if you find 50 people, I'll spare the city. Then he goes back and renegotiate with God. Say, how about if I find 40? How about 30? How about 20? All the way down to 10. Now, you know it's jacked up if you can't find 10 righteous people in the city. But it is in chapter 19 that the judgment comes. We see the judgment coming. And what I want to walk through with you is chapter 19 of Genesis. In verse 1, it tells us about these two angels. Verse 19, chapter 19, verse 1. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. Do y'all see that? That's an important statement. He was, he's in the gate. It means... In that day and time, when you're at the gate, you're at the place where business is transacted. You're at the place where decisions are made, where the political and the power brokers are sitting. And Lot is in the thick of all of that. He's right in the middle of the gate. As a matter of fact, the Bible don't say he's at the gate. He's in the gate. He's right in the middle of all of that. And, and the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, verse 1, he rose to meet them and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And so these first three verses, Lot basically appeals to them to come to these two men that are angels to stay at his house. Have I confused you yet? So, so they say, no, no, we're going to stay in the city. But he eventually convinces them to stay in his home. And so they go into his home. And while, he's, while these men are dining and at his house, a knock comes to Lot's door. And Lot goes to the door and he looks out and there's a crowd of men outside of his house. He steps outside his door, closes the door behind him, and begins to talk to this group of men who have made a request. And their request is, we want those men. Matter of fact, what they say is, we want to know them sexually. And they're determined that they want these two men. Lot says, you don't, don't, don't do this. These are, these are our guests. You don't treat like that. And Lot is so intertwined in the culture that even though he He's following the father of faith. He is so intertwined to the culture that he offers an unbelievable thing to these men. He says to them, don't take these two men, take my two virgin daughters. It's problematic and troubling to me that you could be around somebody of faith but don't have it worked into your own life. The last thing I want to do is pastor people who come to church, but when they, live, they leave the church, they don't act like they know Jesus. Yeah. 
thank all 27 of y'all for that rousing affirmation. Do y'all get the point I'm saying? That, that, that our faith of what we believe should be exhibited in our everyday lifestyle. And here's Lot, the nephew of Abraham, and yet he's offering to put up his own two daughters who are virgins, by the way, to be raped by these men. That is a sad condition of Lot's heart. He's so intertwined in the city, but the angels make uh, a discussion with Lot and they say to him in chapter 19, uh, verse 12. Can I read verse 12 and 13? Then the men said to Lot, these are the angels, have you anyone else here? Son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out, verse 14, and spoke to his sons-in-laws who had married his daughters and said, get up. Get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But the son-in-laws had the same attitude that some of y'all have. But to his son-in-laws, he seemed to be joking. Some of you have been around church so long that when you hear the word, you think it's a joke. Are y'all still with me? In verse 15, when the morning dawned, dawned the angel urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. We got to get out of here. We gotta, we're going to destroy the city. You better get your wife, get your two, your two daughters, your sons and your son-in-laws. They don't seem to care anything about what we've been saying. So that's okay. We'll leave them here. If they don't want to go, it's fine. But they, in essence, say, we are leaving. You need to get your, get your daughter, get your two daughters, get your sons. We're leaving. But here's the problem. Verse number 16. And while he lingered, y'all missed it. When the angel said, get out of here, they still hanging out. They still at the bliss. That ain't gonna work for y'all. The 12 o'clock crowd's gonna get it real good. They still let the dream. Go ahead, act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Where y'all go since y'all don't know where the bliss is? Huh? Where, where is it? What, what is it? Huh? Now, no, nobody don't know where the club is now, right? Y'all liars, liars, <laughs> pants on fire. He's lingering. And some of you today, God's been calling you out of where you are. He's been giving you the warning. He's been making the appeal. And you keep on lingering. He lingered, verse 16. Look at verse 16. Put it back up there. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand his wife's hand and the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him and they brought him out and set him outside the city. 
they grabbed their hands and drugged them out of the city. They wouldn't go in their own strength. They wouldn't go in their own initiative. So God was merciful and God sent the angels to go and grab them and drag them out. What is God trying to drag you out of today? There was something about Sodom that Lot didn't want to leave. Something about it, something there he enjoyed, that he liked it. He liked it that. If y'all say amen together, nobody know I'm talking about you. Somebody say he liked it. it. What gets you in serious trouble and keeps you from moving forward in your life and becoming everything that God wants you to become is you keep lingering. You keep hanging out in relationships that God told you to leave alone a long time ago. You keep abiding in places God told you to leave alone. And Sodom liked, Lot liked Sodom. He enjoyed the sin life. He enjoyed the party life. He liked it. He wanted more of it. Verse 17, so it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, escape for your life. Listen to these instructions that the angels gave to Lot and his family. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest you be destroyed. Listen to the instructions. Don't look back. Don't stay anywhere close by. Escape to the mountains, because if you don't, you're going to be destroyed. There is a serious danger in looking back. The lifestyle, the people, the practices, the possessions. Did anybody come up here and put any money up here? Let me see. This is just as much of the word, what I'm telling you. There's a danger in hanging around downtown Centerville. Centerville, not Centerville. Centerville. He wanted to stay close to Sodom. He wanted to be close enough to still hear the music. He wanted to stay close enough that he could still get the tweets. and the Instagram pictures. So that just in case the judgment didn't come, he can make it to the last shift of the party. Go on and preach, Pastor Jenkins. They ain't gonna say nothing. Here's what blew me away, is verse 18. So after, after the, <clears throat> the angel said to him, Verse 17, don't look behind you nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains unless you be destroyed. Verse 18, then Lot said to them, please, no, my lords, 
Indeed, now your servants have found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. But I can't go to the mountains. I can't escape to the mountains unless some evil overtake me and I die. See, now this city is near enough to flee to. Don't make me go all the way to Virginia. Can I stay in Sea Pleasant? <laughs> Fairmont Heights. Berry Farms. Are y'all with me? Are y'all getting y'all quiet up in here? Ain't nobody helping a ain't nobody helping a brother out. I'm preaching up here today. Do y'all hear what I'm do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, y'all are processing how it applies to your life and what it is that you're trying to stay close to, what it is you want to do, what it is you want to be. He says, I, here's what he said, I, just, I want to stay close enough that I can make it back in case the judgment don't come. That's what he's saying. And I don't want to go up into the mountains because I might die. Some of y'all think if you get rid of certain people in your life, you're going to die. You ain't going to live until you get rid of certain things out of your life. Oh, now y'all bringing some, some money up here. And so he wants to stay close. Lot wants to stay close. Some of you will never get the full impact of God's presence in your life because you still want to stay close to something that God told you to leave alone. Hallelujah. Praise and glory. Preach on, Pastor. So in verses 23 through 25, I'm not going to read it, but the city judgment falls on Sodom and Gomorrah, on both cities. God sends brimstone from heaven and it consumes the, the city and kills everybody and even the, 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 the crop that grows on the ground, everything was consumed. And as they are leaving, verse 26, here's where I'm closing. This is my first close right here. <laughs> but his wife looked back. Y'all remember when he said earlier, don't even look back. But his wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. She was instantly destroyed because of one bad mistake. She looked back. See, see, uh, what keeps you from becoming everything God wants you to become is your memory. The memory of the momentary thrill. And you, if you don't learn how to forget your memory will keep driving you back to momentary pleasures that end up with the devastating consequences. So here I, here I am, 61 years of age now in my life, 
trying to tell myself I'm still a young man. I keep telling myself I am, but my kids say I'm old. And I can't remember stuff anymore. I can't remember. You young people don't understand this. You don't understand what it's like to walk in a room and forgot why you walked in that room. <laughs> don't worry, it's coming. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. It's coming down your street. You 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 don't understand it now because you remember everything now. You you remember it all. But I I, I walk in the room and say, now why did I come in here? Yeah. I pick up stuff and forgot who was I getting ready to call on this phone. I don't remember. I I, I don't have a I see I have a problem remembering things I should. Remember, I, I have a problem remembering stuff that I should remember. And I have a devastating problem of remembering stuff I shouldn't remember. Yeah. And she made the mistake, Lot's wife made the mistake of has they was leaving. And here's what the text says. Let me read it to you again. It says, verse number, verse number 20 says, but his wife looked back behind him. And there's a couple ways you can read that. And, I, and I, was, I was researching this some years back and I wanted to know exactly what it meant. It, it could mean that while they were running out, she kept reminding him of his past. I don't know if y'all ever met somebody who can remember what you did that was that's behind you, but they keep on bringing it up. Come on, brothers, don't leave me hanging out here by myself. I don't know why the men are such wimps with saying amen. She's not gonna hit you here in church while we're in church. She's gonna probably talk about you and cut you off for a couple days, but just say amen while the truth is being presented that they're good at remembering stuff you want them to forget. I'm gonna drop some money up here myself at that, that point right there. Or it could mean, and probably does mean, that instead of her running hand in hand with her husband, she was several steps behind her Because she was having a problem leaving Sodom just like her husband was. Oh, I know y'all don't like this kind of preaching. Teaching, you teaching. But, but here's the deal, Lot didn't understand that how tied he was to the culture, how tied he was to the community, how tied he was to the ways of the world, it didn't just impact him, it impacted his wife and his kids. Brothers, you set the tone for what's acceptable in your household. If you don't wanna go to church, your kids don't wanna go to church. If you don't pray, they ain't going to pray. If you don't read your Bible, they ain't going to read their Bible. They take the lead from the head of the house. You set the tone. 
and Lot set the tone. He was so tied to the culture, and so tied to Sodom that his wife followed his footsteps and she didn't want to leave either. So when she should have kept her eyes straight ahead, she decided to look back. And it cost her her life. And some of you are losing out on your life because you keep looking back. Remembering, keep remembering. Philippians 3 says this. Oh, can I say one thing before I read Philippians 3? I saw a quote from a Christian author named C.S. Lewis. And he said this, listen, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Yeah. Ooh, I wish I had some amens up in here. I wish I had some people who understand that we serve a God who's a God of another chance and a God who gives you the opportunity to straighten it out Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 says this, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. That means I haven't arrived, but one thing I do. Here's my one point I'm trying to make. This is the one thing I'm trying to drive home to you today. This is the one thing the, I'm finished after this. I'm calling it a close. I'm pulling my car into the garage. I'm putting the dishes in the dishwasher. I'm putting the boat in the dock. I'm landing this airplane. <laughs> but one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind. And that's what I'm here to tell you to do. Don't look back. If I had a subject today, don't look back. Somebody tell your neighbor, don't look back. Tell your neighbor, stop looking back. That memory will mess you up. That memory will drag you back to a place that God has brought you out of. That memory will make you want something that ain't good for you. It's a momentary thrill. It doesn't bring you life. Forget about it. Forget about your yesterday. Forget about your past. Forget about your sin. Forget about what you practice. We serve a God who will give you life. His name is Jesus. He has forgotten about your sins. He has forgotten about your past. He has washed your sins away. Forget about it. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. There's a danger in hanging around your past. You can't move forward while looking back. In order to fulfill what God has for you, stop trying to hold on to what's behind you. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link on the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.